just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, it's my Easy Like Sunday Morning episode with longtime Washington, D.C. radio partner and really older Jewish brother, Andy Poland. Just me and Andy in the ZabeCast Landjet, in an empty former Bagel City parking lot, Rockville, Maryland, sister city to Pinneberg, Germany, talking sports and life and a bunch of other stuff. Today we talk about the stunning UNC upset at Duke on Coach K's farewell night, the Coach K legacy, some insane rules in sports that actually once existed, whether co-championships are a thing, Plus, the NFL Combine and a bunch of other stuff I've already forgotten. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, very good. All right. Humid this morning, huh? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be 80 tomorrow. 80 tomorrow? What are you going to do on an 80-degree Monday? Work. Take a bike ride? Nah, I don't no, think so. nah. I mean, bike rides during the week are, are kind of tough because they, you know, it takes a lot of time. Uh, plus, it takes time to prep the bike. You know, you got to pump the tires. You got to take it out from downstairs. Yeah. You got to take it out. We're yeah. now at four minutes and eighteen seconds. Yeah, I mean, look, it it it's, it's <laughs> it takes a lot of time. It's more difficult. Listen to you, it, excuse it, making bitch. Uh, I mean, look, I do. I work out at the gym every morning. So, I know, uh, I know, that's good. I, I'm I'm worried that after your crash, you have now gotten a bit skitterish. No, no, no. To I, get on the bike. Well, to me, saying, oh, it's so much work. Well, let me tell you this. I, I rarely ride alone because of that so uh, right so the partner that i ride with he works during the week and works a more normal schedule is that warren no no. that's the infamous warren from the gym warren warren um i think he's living in san diego full-time now i don't i I haven't seen him him in a long time all right Uh, so the guy you normally ride with you need a riding partner i have one yeah okay but it's on saturday no he's he's about my age we both talk about the time when we're not working anymore and we'll do this more often but uh, okay all right so for now so monday despite it being 80 now but probably not. Okay, no. fair enough. Uh, we're easy like Sunday morning here. It's a humid 64-degree morning. Uh, 
in the DMV on the Sunday, final Sunday of the regular season in college basketball. And last night, Andy, Duke went out a loser at Cameron Indoor in Coach K's last game. As I said on Twitter, I go, is it wrong of me to say I want more shots of crying Dukey fans? I'm like, pump it into my veins. It was so good. The director obviously was doing his job. Show the scene. Right. Show the emotion. The fans were devastated, right? Mm-hmm. An odd mixing of fans. Jerry Seinfeld sitting next to Adam Silver? No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Then lots of shots of that. And now Silver's a graduate of Duke. I'm not sure what Seinfeld is. He was wearing a Duke sweatshirt. Um, but they were they were multiple shots of them. And uh, Ken Zhao, who's uh, in the... Ken Jong? Ken Jong, that's yes. the one. He's, he's, Mr. Chow uh, I guess, from The Hangover. Yeah, I guess he went to Duke. He must have. Okay. Yes, he was there, but... Why, because he's Asian and smart? You fucking racist. Stereotyping? No, he was wearing Duke <laughs> gear and rooting for Duke. I'm just kidding, man. Wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. I know. Uh, by the way, they had a shot I saw of about five or six Duke female co-eds mm-hmm. and they were hot as shit and i said that has to be the six hottest women at duke because <laughs> they're not known duke for hot well, co-eds it's not florida state in other words well jay billis married his wife met her at duke and she's lovely wife attractive but, but not a sideline smoke show like you gotta be super smart to get into duke oh yeah it's yeah. highly competitive oh yeah yeah absolutely so did jeremy want to get into duke no, and he wasn't going to get it to do Okay. He, I, so he when, didn't have delusions of it. Well, when he was eight, he wanted to play for Coach K, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but but as as he moved up the basketball chain, that, that sort of became unlikely about, you know, 12 or 13. You know? Jeremy showed certain promise, <laughs> but we, we don't really need many Jewish slow well, point uh, guards. Actually, he had John Shire, who was— That's uh, true. Uh, Tribe member. Yeah, and, uh, and he's, he's taken over. I I did enjoy playing the game of pick the Dukies out of the crowd. There was apparently like 90-some-odd mm-hmm. ex-players who were there. And Brand so it's like, yeah, you're like, oh, Elton Brand. Oh, Shane Battier. Right. Oh, so-and-so. And you're, you're kind of picking them out, which was JJ cool. J.J. Reddick. Yep. Right. They all made See, there. So I watched the game at the Barstool Sportsbook at Charlestown oh, really? Hollywood Casino. Huh. With my boy One Account Rhodes mm-hmm. and his buddies, uh, Mild Jim West and Kyle. And so I didn't really lock into the game. It was glance up at the big yeah. screen, talk, 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 glance up, laugh. You know, we were rooting on Carolina, of course. Yeah, well, uh, look, they got they got beat. And they got beat by five guys because Hubert Davis didn't make a substitution in the second half. And Carolina was tougher. This mountain man from Oklahoma with the beard down to the navel was was knocking down threes. That's a great character in college basketball. I love those guys. Yeah, and and uh, and so here's you know Duke preaching toughness. You know, tough. They got out tough. They got outworked and out hustled by a team that did not substitute. And most disappointing to me, I'm not a Duke hater and I'm not a Coach K hater. But after the game, they had this big elaborate ceremony set up, and they had you know chairs, chairs set up yeah. for everybody, and and all the players stayed. In fact, it, well, I don't think anybody left the stands except for right. maybe Adam Silver and Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, they stayed, and I, I think this was not scripted. 
because Shashevsky gave a long speech later, but he came out and he said, uh, this is unacceptable. And people start to say, no, no, no. And he, and he shut them up. Don't cheer. This is, this is unacceptable what happened this afternoon. But the season's not over. And then, everybody cheered. And then they and, went through the whole thing. Yeah. And your tweet was, hey. No, no mention of, of Carolina, how they were tougher than they were down the stretch. Aren't Are you, you supposed to recognize your opponent when you get beat? Not your blood rival. Well, still. It, you, That's what the, this rivalry is about. Well, I don't, I don't understand that. You live down there, so maybe you get it better than I do. But that was, I'm not I saying don't. I agree, but that's how it is. You know that when uh, Kay played his last game at the Dean Dome, Mm-hmm. This year, there was no pomp and circumstance right, at all. Right. No ceremony. It was like, oh, it's your last game. Great. Yeah. See you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> We're rivals. And they smoked them. They, they won big at, at Duke uh, crushed yeah. Carolina. Right, yes. Right. So this game, they. And uh, and I thought that was, you know, I thought that at low class. And then if you look at the handshake line, he does the blow by by Hubert Davis. Just no, you know. It wasn't K, though. Yeah. K didn't, uh, didn't blow by Hubert Davis, who was an assistant. Well, whatever it was, I think they did shake hands, but it was like Shevsky was looking the other way. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Hubert Davis handshake was a Belichickian drive through. Right, and then there was an assistant for Duke that shined Hubert Davis, and Davis did the whole awkward. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, was we were supposed to shake yeah. hands there? Right, right. I mean, even Seth Greenberg, and and there's a code. You don't criticize Coach K if you've coached before, and he didn't criticize Coach K, but he criticized the Duke program for the way they treated the Carolina coaching staff. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at your Twitter after the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the whole uh, the story to me was the post game and the ungraciousness. Of the great Coach K. That's a carefully polished image, and uh, everybody bows at his altar. Yeah. And, and look, he's had an incredible program. He's probably the greatest coach who ever coached, but he ain't perfect. No, I know that. And and I, I went through this on Friday on my morning show. I said, look, I don't hate Coach K, and I recognize what he did is amazing, that every major program fell into the ditch at some point and had to crawl out of the mud. Kentucky had to do it. Carolina had to do it. Uh, pretty yeah. much everybody's been there, not Duke. Right. And that's amazing that he's been able to do that. He's the Nick Saban of college basketball. Well, he, he his program was actually pretty good when he took it over. you got to remember that. Like He wasn't taking over like a four-win program. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, uh, the coach, um, uh, I'm blanking he, on his name, but, yeah. he, but he, he had taken them to the championship game in 1978. And, okay. he, and he left two years later, and this is in this ACC special that's been running on uh, the ACC network, because whatever he did, he wasn't... Bill Foster. Th- Bill Foster. Yeah. A- a- whatever Bill he Foster did, had a 638 win percentage. Right. He was good, and, and he, he just knew no matter what he did, he wasn't going to be Dean. Like, everybody bowed at Dean's you know, alter, and he was not going to measure up. So he said, the hell with this. And he left, and Krzyzewski took over a program that still had Gene Banks, who was a great player right. in college and had a good pro career. I mean, they had, some, they had some talent, and he didn't do well his first couple of years. And it wasn't until he brought in the Allery, Dawkins, Billis class. That right. they built. And they even thought those guys weren't winners their first year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. From 73 to 74, that'd be one year. Neil McGeechee had a 385 win percentage out. Then Bill Foster from 74 to 86 years, 638. Shashevsky's record, and this is how it's listed on Wikipedia, 1980 to present, 788 win percentage. He's been great. 
Yeah. But then there's one more entry, 1995 asterisk, Pete Gaudette, yeah. 211 yeah. win well, percentage. He had a bad the, problem. The, the, the allegedly. Well, I, I'm not buying that he, he just bowed out because the team stunk. I'm not going to buy that. Really? I'm not buying that. No. Interesting. I'm not. How about when Coach K said, I want those losses taken off my record? Remember that? That's not gracious. <laughs> of course not. Mm-hmm. Well, look, uh, there, there, there's other stories. Like, for example, uh, there was a uh, an AAU team in D.C. called D.C. Assault, coached by Curtis Malone. Okay. And Gary Williams said, stay away from him. We're not touching him. And Who's him? Curtis Malone. And touching him, he's the coach, though you're not recruiting Curtis Malone. But you're recruiting his players. Okay, right. So As, you're not going to associate yeah. with Curtis right. Malone, D.C. Assault. Right. Right. Okay, he told and, Coach K, stay away. No, no. Gary told his assistants in oh. Maryland, don't t- recruit from Curtis Malone's Okay, fair team. enough. Krzyzewski brought in at least two that I know of, Nate James and uh, Nolan Smith. And then Curtis Malone was arrested for cocaine trafficking. And Krzyzewski goes, I'm I had no idea. shocked. Yeah, I had no idea. And Gary. Gary's <laughs> like, no, I fucking told you. Yeah, Stay away from this guy. But that's, you know, Coach K. And, and over the years, there have been a number of recruits that have been seemingly surefire violations of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Duhon's mom got this cush job at the university right when Duhon landed as a recruit. And people are like, whoa, what's going on here? The Zion Williamson recruiting Mm -hmm. stuff that went to trial because he stiffed his agents along the way is very damning. Yet Duke never got so much as clipped by the NCAA. Why is that? I don't know. Well, because it's it's the way the, the wheels turn in college basketball, and that's why when Carmelo Anthony signed with Syracuse a couple of weeks later, his m- mom was driving a new Escalade. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it was almost like Duke was too big to fail. Yeah. Like the whole ethos of college basketball would be shaken if they somehow whacked Duke, mm-hmm. like you're cheating as well. Now, when Carolina cheated so badly with their academics, oh. they got a... Yeah. Slap on the wrist. Well, it was more than just basketball, too. Those oh, it was basketball, football. Yeah. It was systemic, but the NCAA didn't have the appetite to really give them yeah. a harsh penalty. And, and you know what Gary Williams said about that? He said when they got clipped at Maryland, not on his watch, but for what happened under Bob Wade, the school With year, Len Bias? No, it wasn't Len. It was post-Len Bias. Post-Len Bias, the NCAA crawled up Maryland's ass right. to really make sure they were complying well, with everything, right? Yeah, well, Bob Wade was running the program, and they had a recruit named Rudy Archer, and they drove him to class, or he was on actually on the team, which was technically a violation. The NCAA comes in to ask about that. Not that it was a big deal, but Bob Wade lied about it, so they went Boom! They said, and that uh, unbelievable. They they, they I, drove a guy to class right. and got whacked for it. Big that they couldn't post, be in any postseason <laughs> tournaments or on television for two years. To class and, and Gary like driving to a strip club or something. And here's what Gary said. He said Carolina hired outside attorneys to handle that. Maryland used their own people, and you know they got rolled. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that said, they're all going, Andy. Kay is going. Yep. Dean's long gone. Mm-hmm. Roy's on a porch sipping lemonade. Gary's playing golf every day. Bob Knight is in declining health. Calhoun, Dimeback Calhoun, gone. Mm-hmm. Coach Thompson, super sky point to him. Mm-hmm. Loot, super sky point. Tark. Bayheim's one of the last vintage 80s relevant college basketball coaches still 
hanging on. Well, Patino is, too. And Patino, which, let's get to Patino for a second. (laughs) So I asked my Maryland-loving buddy one account last night over Wings and Beers. I said, how do you feel that Patino, who would have been an embarrassing reach to hire by your school, Maryland, pre-turned you down? Nah, not necessarily turned you down. You gotta, you gotta look further than this. Is the dance? Yeah. Oh, so the dance has begun. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. He he may he may hear his name out there in the wind that people want him, and then there's a report. uh, I guess the junkies had it that he's their top choice. Right. But but he may not be, and this is the way to you know kind of wet the whistle. And yeah. (laughs) So it's not over, even though Rick Pitino put out a tweet saying, "I respect Maryland, great program." I am honored that people would even consider me for it, but I am not interested. I'm the coach he, of the Iona Gales. He was saving before saving. He denied he was leaving <laughs> two days before he would leave. And, you know, frankly, with the way college basketball, all sports in college work now, where cheating is not cheating anymore, I'd bring him in. You know, it's, So it, you would take him? I, in a second. What if you don't get him, though, and that denial is really true or that turning down? That's, to me, embarrassing that you as a university can't even get a Rick Pitino. Well, it's a it's a program that's <laughs> right now barely breathing. It's, it's, right. it's not – I mean, they've played well in the last couple of weeks, but it's, it's not – well, one thing it's not, it's not an ACC job anymore. And when yeah. they were in the ACC – they were probably third in the pecking order behind Duke and Carolina. They're middle of the pack in the in the Big Ten. They're not a you know certainly in football they're an also they're ran. just an odd fit. Yeah, it, it just doesn't like after how many years has been now ten years in the Big Ten. Sounds like it. Yeah. Okay, do you feel like you're Big Ten? No. Two kids that went to Big Ten schools, Indiana and Wisconsin. Well, they, they were happy to do that, and one of them went, and football was the big deal for right. Samantha Wisconsin. Basketball, unfortunately, is floundering at Indiana, but that, <laughs> that was his big thing, and he loved that. that right. They were good his last two years there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it does not seem right. And watching Duke and Carolina last night, there's a pang of, gee, yeah. I remember the days when they used to compete against these two schools, and it was great. So I mentioned so, all these Titan coaches, and – it's like, are we now entering the era of the colorfulness, the colorless college basketball coach or the more generic college basketball coach? There's certainly good coaches out there, right. but they're not the titans and the unique personalities Calipari of all these guys. remains. He's... Calipari remains. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is but it... otherwise, like, yeah. like I said, Knight, Dean, yeah, yeah. Kay, Gary, Bayheim, Calhoun, Thompson, Lute, Tark. These are colorful, wow. dynamic characters that are also these exalted coaches. Yeah, well, they were they were built by Vital in many ways, too. By the and way, they, how sad was it that Vital yeah, was not available for that game sad. last night? I hope he gets better. I really do. He's, uh, he's it's not. It's a tough deal. Yeah. Tough deal. Would he have been there doing the game oh, or no? No, but they would have had a, they would have had a some, spot for him. Yeah, you know, he would have done a little sit-down with Cal, with uh, Coach K. There would have been something. They would have included him somehow oh, in the oh, broadcast, oh, yeah. right? Okay. Something. But, you know, that was that was how ESPN was built on college. People forget that right. the NFL came later. They built their brand on college basketball. The players would change, but the coaches stayed the same. And they, they got the Big East contract, and those guys were stars. Louis right. Carnesecca and Raleigh Massimino and John Thompson. Those those people were, were big stars, and Vital helped to build them up. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and now it, because, because there's so much sports on all the time, 
and, and, and everything bleeds into everything else. Right. It doesn't really stand out like it used yeah. to. Apparently, uh, one person spent a million dollars on four tickets. Well, it was a charity thing. It was for the V Foundation. Okay, but still. That's a lot of money, yeah. A million dollars to see Duke lose. Well, if Other people it, paid as much as $5,000 just to see him lose. I understand. But if you have a million to spend on that, you're probably doing okay. They're I, not, they're not, they're not uh, cooking beans tonight for dinner because they paid a million for the tickets. I, I guess so. Um, and then, of course, now we'll begin the Shire era as soon as Duke loses, whenever they lose in the NCAA tournament. They'll probably be no worse than a two seed. Mm-hmm. They were fourth ranked yeah. last night, so they'll be on the two line at worst. Maybe right. one. Well, Maybe one if they win the ACC oh, tournament. Did you hear this too? If 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 they were, I guess they had to win this to get it last night to do it. But Shashevsky reportedly told the committee if he's the number one seed, he wants oh, to be in the Midwest region that, so yes. he can coach in Chicago. Chicago in front of his home fans. My hometown, where my fellow Polacks are. <laughs> Chicago. I'm a Polak myself, Andy. <laughs> Zabe is a good Polak. <laughs> All right. Will they be good under Shire? We'll be good. He's, we'll find he, out, he's, right? he's he recruited most of these guys anyway. Right. So I don't know what kind of a coach he is. What if Duke suddenly stops getting calls? Like they've gotten calls <laughs> all of Coach K's reign. Yeah. Well, he, he works the officials. Oh, totally. <laughs> he, he, he Imagine if the call spigot just <laughs> dries up all of a sudden yeah, for uh, Duke. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I'm kind of sad uh, because I loved the iconic coaches yeah. of my formative years, but they're pretty much all gone except for Bayheim and Cal and I don't know. There's some other new guys cropping up. I mean, Bruce Pearl is a hell of a character. Oh yeah, and he's he's, he's had got a it che- going. Checkered past, you know. He, he's, <laughs> right. Yeah. How about Sean Miller? Yeah. Sean Miller was supposed to be dead in the yeah. water. Yeah. He's alive. Yeah. And no. Arizona's good. Well, Br- Bruce Pearl. He he first came to, to prominence by being a whistleblower on right. somebody else, and the other coaches said, "Ah, rat, rat, fink." And then he started doing his own thing with you know bar- illegal barbecues and all the other stuff that he's done. And uh, yeah, he he knows how to he knows how to win. That's I for think. Sure. The mo is basically just hold on and survive and don't get fired. Right, like just whatever you do, don't make any sharp moves. Don't resign for God's sake. Well, look what ha- look at the scandal that was at Syracuse ten years ago with uh, the Bernie Fine thing. That just <laughs> blew through. Okay, but the fact that Sean Miller survived in Arizona mm-hmm. with all the DeAndre Ayton stuff that was out there on tape. On tape, him getting paid, and now they're number two in the country. Still good. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding 
bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Okay, uh, let's move on, as we like to say. Yes. Do you believe in something called a co-championship? Yeah, you know, uh, Maryland has had a few of these in college basketball. It's it's more than like one team that they've shared it with. Okay, and they all get rings, and you know, it's it's kind of a nice thing. No, I'd, I'd like I like a way to settle it. Okay, it's funny because this debate cropped up Friday on our show in Wisconsin. Brian Butch, former Badger, was all proud of the Badgers' co-champion. No, no worse than co-championship. If they beat uh, Nebraska today, which they should mm-hmm. at home, they'll be outright champs. Yep. I said to Butchie, I go, if they lose that game and if Illinois wins theirs and you have to share, I'd be fucking embarrassed and pissed off because they celebrated last Tuesday like we're champs. Yeah, the co-championship. It's almost and, like participation trophies. Right. And and he said, no, you're wrong about that. It's still a championship. And I said, well, if it happens that Illinois climbs up on that top shelf with you on Sunday by whatever you know, circumstance, are you going to change the hats? Are you going to change the <laughs> banner that says co-champs? He goes, no, I'm not going to do that. And I go, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's either a championship or it's a co-championship. No, no. Where do you stand on that? I, I agree. I think it should should be called a co-championship. I don't even think they should. I think there should be a tiebreaker. It should be, I don't know, common opponents, tie you beat the top. There's got to be a way. They do this in the NFL. Record against the numbers two, three, four opponents in the league, yeah, right? Something like that. I would, I would be for that as well. But what really got uncovered in this back-and-forth debate was how up there, they really value the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I said down in the ACC, they only value the ACC tournament. Well, that's... that's Because that's the historical right. origins of you had to win that to get into the big dance. The Big Ten has only had a tournament 20 years, maybe? Less than that? I think so, yeah. The ACC... If you watch this, I've watched all of them. They've done seven of these shows about the ACC tournament on the ACC network. Really? Oh, it's... Seven it, shows? Yeah, seven one-hour shows. What, what's the series called? It's called the ACC tournament, I think okay. is what it is. Yeah. And, and it shows you how Everett Case at North Carolina State got this started in the 1950s. And I lived this as a 14-year-old. This was devastating to me. Maryland lost what Billy Packer says was the best college basketball game ever played. They lost to North Carolina State in overtime. 104-102? I think it was 103-100 or okay. something like that. Yeah. And, and David Thompson uh, and North Carolina State went to the tournament, and they won the national championship, ending UCLA's seven-season winning streak. And Maryland didn't go at all. They had a choice of going to the NIT or going home. They'd won the NIT two years earlier, and that was it. That was the end. So and they we, went home? Oh, yeah. And, and, and that was like, it. we're not playing the NIT. No, because they'd already won it, and and, and this was it's such a different time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and and so that and the NIT was a pretty big deal because they were only taking twenty five for the NCAA tournament, right? And the following year, off of what happened in Maryland, they had at large bids, and it got to thirty two, and eventually forty eight, and now sixty. What is it, sixty eight now? Yeah, yeah. It, isn't it funny how the NIT has waffled between being not important, but at one time it was so important. Al McGuire at Marquette. Yeah, turned down the NCAA. 
to go to the NIT. Yeah, didn't didn't like where they were sending him or the matchup he had or something like that. What year was that? Do you recall off him? I think in 1970. Yeah. I think so. That is incredible. Yeah. Well, He's like, what? We're playing here? Fuck you. We'll play the NIT. The money wasn't what it is, you know. And, right. And, and also, it, you didn't have to make the NCAA tournament to save your job. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, it was it was, and it was it was just so different. Like I, they would play the NCAA final like on Saturday. I think it was one time Saturday afternoon, maybe Saturday night. Everything changed in 1973 when uh, when Bill Walton played on Monday night, and he was 21 of 22. He had 44 points, and that's when the NCAA got really big. And they're like, yeah, we got something here. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a great game. They played, you know, I think they played Florida State or somebody. Oh, Memphis. I think it was Memphis, and uh, Memphis was not a good match with them. But Walton was so, so awesome. Yeah, he that, was. That people just loved And I that. think that was the brief era where the NCAA outlawed dunking. They outlawed dunking for Lou Alcindor. Oh, they did. Okay, not yeah. for Walt. No, that was uh, he. Actually, I think he did it as a sophomore. UCLA went undefeated. But again, you know, not too many people saw it. It was they weren't on TV very often, and they go, "Oh, this guy is going to just destroy college basketball." So they outlawed dunking, and it was it was a while. And David Thompson, who had the forty-four inch vertical, as great as he was, wasn't allowed to dunk. Julius Irving, who came out of um, what, what, UMass, yes, UMass, not allowed to dunk in college, and so people go. Oh, Julius Irving, okay, and <laughs> going to the Virginia Squires, and then he gets to the ABA, and they go, oh, my God, <laughs> look at that. Okay, I'm going to throw this fishing line out there. For everyone listening right now, maybe under the age of 30, is this the first time you ever heard of something so insane as, wait, what? They outlawed dunking? Yeah. That's one of those little wrinkles in sports minutia that you wouldn't believe it. If you couldn't look it up and go, wow, son of a bitch. Yeah. Lasted for only like a year, No, no, right? no, 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 no. Multiple it, it, years? I think it lasted close to 10 years. 10 fucking years! But, and how do they referee it? Like, I've seen highlights of guys that put the ball down, yeah. but they don't touch the rim. I think that was it. So it was like if you touch the rim while putting it in, it yeah. was a violation and no basket. No basket, yeah. And so, so guys like Thompson would go up above the basket and, and drop say, it in. Drop it in, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was insane. Oh my god! And, and then they then they said, "No, this is ridiculous." How about this? There was a, a point guard who was one of the great college basketball players I ever saw, named Phil Ford. And Phil Ford's job was to just run the four corners to keep the ball away because there was no shot clock. Right? No, can you imagine? Yeah, that's basketball? right. Right. Four corners is something that young kids can't conceive yeah. of. There'd be, there'd be halftime scores like 11-6. Yes. You know? If that. Yeah. I remember watching one Dean Smith game, of course, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a winter February day on Raycom Sports, mm-hmm. and it was like a 7-5 to five halftime score because of the four corners. Yeah. Yeah. And, Outrageous. And, and, yeah. And they, that's that was effective. And actually, they would run it to score. So they'd, you know, they, the other team would fall asleep at some point and they'd, they'd get a pass inside <laughs> to Mitch Kupchak or whoever it was and they'd score. Yeah. But see, this is why when people lose their shit over a pitch clock in baseball, that's outrageous. I say, hey, I've lived through and seen other rule iterations and ideas that are far more insane. And to me, that's actually a good thing. I'm all for pitch clocks in baseball. I'm for a shot clock in golf, Andy. Mm. My beloved golf. I want a guy next to every player with a portable electronic on a stick timer that says, click, you got 40 seconds, hit it. Yeah. 
I agree. I'm not, Keep her moving, yeah, the, as I like to say. It doesn't affect me as much for golf because the great thing about golf is they take you from shot to shot to shot on television. Right. So it does. that's not a big deal. But a lot of directors, though, they'll hone in on a player, especially Tiger, and yeah. they'll show him lining up and throwing some grass in the air. Yeah. I'm taking I, another club. I'll watch Tiger. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tiger, guess who went on a tweet storm this weekend? Tiger Woods? Charlie Woods. I, oh, I saw that. Is that actually him? Oh, that's a good question. That looked fake to it me. Did, yeah, maybe it was yeah. fake. It was pretty funny, though, because I don't know. You know, Charlie Woods is of the age where he could tweet, and maybe now his dad is like, go ahead, go for it. Yeah, but it, it, it the, the tweet I saw was something about, you know. I'm he not, said, I'm not playing Tiger Woods the video game till I'm on the cover of it. Yeah, that, that, that. Okay. And, and if I'm dad, I say, son, come here. This, this is not the road you want to go right now. <laughs> but, I mean, it's social media. Kids want to be yeah, on it. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to say that. I, 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 no. I, I, I think Tiger. Is Charlie would, Woods really on Twitter? At uh, C underscore Woods 12. And he does not have a blue check mark. Mm. But he has 16,000 followers. That's not a lot. But it's more, th- it's more than a parody account, I think, would get. Okay. Well. Anyway, uh, Tiger Woods won the player impact pool bonus over Phil Mickelson. A little $8 million extra just because, well, you know, he's, uh, he's the guy that made everybody rich on tour. Speaking of Phil, he has not entered the upcoming Players' Championship. Wow. He is so underground right now. Boy, it's he, amazing. He, 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 one fell swoop, he just killed it. Doesn't know how to come out of hiding right now, yeah. which is kind of amazing. Um, football. The Commanders apparently made a strong offer to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, but were rebuffed, according to reports. Yeah, well, it, How do you feel about that? I think he's got a no-trade. I know he's got a no-trade clause, so it might be, you know, they ran Maybe he said no? Yeah, he might have. You know. But that was not made clear in the reporting from well, those that cover the league. But, again, it's just reporting. There's no you know, I know. statement on that. But they're, they're, everything that you've heard so far from Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera in the last two weeks is, we're, we're going for it. And Mayhew was asked about the own, their own free agents and whether they're going to re-sign him. And he said, well, we got to see what we're going to do with the quarterback. So they're ready to pay. And if they can get Aaron, they're not going to get him. But if they can get Aaron Rodgers at $50 million a year, they'll take him. I'm not kidding, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not coming here. Exactly. But, it, but what they're saying is <laughs> if, if for some reason he did. They, they would, would pay that yeah, much. Yeah, because what they've got is they've got a, a name change. But they've got the same old stadium, right? And they've got a team that's won seven games each of the last two years, with no real promise of winning more than that. They really have the worst of all worlds. They have an expansion team name that is unpopular. Mm-hmm. They have a shit stadium, probably the worst in the league. They have an owner who is reviled, and they have no quarterback. Right. You can't get a four right. four things worse in one situation. And the one thing that they can control is quarterback to the best of their ability. Now it could be that they. They, you know, put lipstick on a pig and say, here's Mitch Trubisky. And, and boy, San Francisco thought he was so good. They traded up and, you know, made him the second pick in the draft. So we think, you know, and, and, and then Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. San Francisco. You mean Chicago? Well, yeah. I mean, well, okay. I mean, right. Chicago traded, traded with, with San Francisco to right. go up and get him. Yes. Right. I, I hear you on that. Yeah. Uh, Trubisky may turn down the skins like Patino turned down Maryland. You know, Trubisky's going to have options. Yeah, if they, believe it or not, if you he's get gonna have. By Trubisky. That, 
I'm telling you, be ready for it. Yeah. It'll be sobering, but be ready for it. What, did you and I talk about the report from John Kime that the red, the commanders asked every team in the league about their quarterback? Well, Martin, did we talk about that? Ma- Martin May- Mayhew said that they did. Okay. He said they called <laughs> every team. Including Mahomes. Yeah, and, and also. Uh, they, <laughs> what do you think about that? I think they, that's incredibly desperate and pathetic, and, really. And Gutekunst said, we haven't heard from anybody. <laughs> so somebody's not telling the truth here. <laughs> I know. Okay. You know? What, what do you think of that strategy of asking every hot chick in the bar if you want to go home and sleep with you because one of them might say yes? It's ugly George. Used to roam the streets of Manhattan. He asked a thousand women a day to sleep with him. If one or two said yes, it was a successful day. Who's Ugly George? He was a character in the uh, you know, like the naked cowboy they have there now in Times Square. Yes, uh, he was. He was probably the '80s version of that, and he would walk around asking women to sleep with him, and and <laughs> eventually one or two would. Now, I, I I think it's also a message to the fan base: we're trying our damnedest. You know, it's not li- like last year they they came up short. On 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 a couple Stafford. of Stafford. Stafford was the one they really missed on. Although Stafford, that everybody thinks that was an inside job anyway, because right. he was going to. Plus, they had they had a quarterback to trade. The Lions gave them a, a serviceable. You know, he was given. A, they were given a serviceable quarterback from, right. from the Rams. See, I don't think I don't think Stafford had a no trade clause, but I think most of the good quarterbacks have a soft no trade, yeah. in that they can just tell whatever team is trying to get them. Don't do this. Yeah. Because then it's going to get ugly. Because I don't want to be here. Right. And you don't want a quarterback who is forced to play for you that doesn't really want to be there. Hey, that's what happened with Donovan McNabb. Yeah. He didn't want to do with the Shanahan's offense. <laughs> he also didn't want to stay in shape. Well, he, was... he didn't want to learn the playbook. Didn't want to do a lot of things. But he had leadership off the charts, oh. said Dan Snyder. And they couldn't wait to make that trade. I'll never forget the cover of Washingtonian Magazine. Oh, yeah. Feature article on him and how he had planned out a future after football that included maybe politics, mm-hmm. running for office, mm-hmm. McNabb Incorporated. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. Did you see the Jordan Davis 40-yard dash time? Yeah. Defensive lineman, D-tackle from Georgia. He's 341 pounds before his morning biscuits, <laughs> and he ran a 4.78 40-yard dash. He did like this insane broad jump. Great. Super athletic. Jerry Rice ran a 4.7. I mean, it's just... So what does this mean? What's What does it tell you? We don't know if he's going to be any good at the pros. Yeah, well, you, and I would, I, would, I would offer up the name Mike Mamula, if you'd yes. like to Google that. Right. Who became the first combine workout warrior and uh, was a Boston College linebacker, pretty good, was considered to be probably a third or fourth round pick, and elevated himself into the first round by performing all the combine. Now, I mean, that's, that's a pretty basic... Uh, you know, thing running a, a forty yard dash. Right. Not that a guy his size is going to be running forty yards that often. Well, that's the thing. What does it really measure? He right. he he had a really. When I saw the forty, I said, "Wow, he's got great strides, huge strides mm-hmm. for a guy who's six six, which you would expect, and good form. He didn't lumber. Right. But where is he ever going to use that? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, he's, at most he's going to have to do seven yard dashes to the quarterback. He's going to be a defensive tackle. Right, right, and not, not even, even a an, dash, not even an end. Uh, they said the four seven eight was the fastest for any player over three hundred and thirty at the combine since oh six, and believed to be one of the fastest times for a player of that size in the event's history. Yeah, uh, they said the other guys who've run sub five forties include Nebraska D tackle Khalil Davis, who ran a four seven five at the combine in twenty twenty. 
I haven't heard of him mm-hmm. in the pros. Khalil Davis, have you? No. He's not exactly Aaron Donald. Uh, also, Auburn tackle Greg Robinson did it. Memphis D tackle Dontari Poe did it. So it's not like it's a guarantee you're going to be great, but still, it, pretty damn athletic. That said, the Combine has expired with its contract in Indy. And the NFL is thinking about moving it around, making it another biddable piece for cities to fight over at no cost to the league. Should the combine move? Sure. It's it's anything that's a revenue stream, they take advantage of. If it's of. not bolted down, move it, sell it, I, you know, the, whore it out. I, when I work with Mel Kuyper, and it's been probably 15 years since we worked together, in those days he never went to the combine. He, he, and, and now he doesn't have to anyway because it's on TV. But he said, you, you, you don't find out anything. Now they let fans in to watch it. You see people sitting yeah. in the stands. Yeah, a small smattering of diehard idiots oh. who want to see guys running around in their underwear. But but they televise it nonstop I on know. the NFL Network. They televise it. it here's, here's what base, has happened to baseball. Baseball has destroyed itself. And the NFL looks at it and goes, well, you're not going to eat that. We'll take that. We'll take that date. They now or in mid-February with the Super Bowl. They're they go, just gobbling up yeah. ground left and right. right. The, the, the fan obsession in the, off, in the off season for football is amazing, and it's just, you know, taking away everything else. Uh, you know, the NBA, they, they, they have their audience, and they apparently are a moneymaker with that. Right. But the landscape, it's, it's not even close. You're, you're talking, yeah. you're talking for, for NFL playoff games, 50 million people watching. NBA Finals and World Series, 10, 11. I mean, it's crazy. Right. Baseball's coming up now on two weeks since they first started whacking games. They've had one meeting between the sides, a one-on-one, not even with the principals involved. And they've got no other meetings right now. What are they doing? Why are they not meeting around the clock? I don't think the owners want to play. I think really? they, uh, yeah. And they, and the attendance really picks up after school lets out. <laughs> and uh, B- Buster only had this. Uh, he, he he said this long before the lockout. Well, the lockout started in December, so he was saying this like in January. And he said he heard from an agent who told all of his clients when the lockout started, uh, "Merry Christmas, Happy New Year." Uh, happy Memorial Day, Happy Easter. We'll see you on Flag Day. Like, oh my God! Like he knew that this. When was is Flag Day? June 14th. <laughs> do you know that just because of that quote, or do you often celebrate Flag Day? Well, we did as a kid. We had, we had a flag, <laughs> and I also knew. Do you celebrate it now at no, the poll no, in the state? <laughs> no, but 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 when when I knew and when I was in school that Flag Day meant school end of school wasn't far behind. We usually got out like. 17th, 18th, something like that. Oh, my God. All right, last one. I saw this tweet. I assumed it was tongue-in-cheek. Uh, Bob Valvano, mm-hmm. the brother of the late Jim. Yeah. Younger a brother. longtime radio personality for ESPN. Works in Louisville, does Louisville uh, basketball games. An and... absolute mensch. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of meeting him briefly in the fall of 1999 when I worked at ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. And he said something about, I'm retiring from barrel jumping. Well, no, he's giving it up for Lent. Giving up barrel jumping for Lent. Yeah. And you said, good for you. I remember no, no, my... I, I said, I'm disappointed. Dis- okay. Because I remember I remember watching you on Saturday World- afternoons on Wide <laughs> World of Sports. Yeah. Okay, question. He didn't really do barrel jumping, No, did he? it was, well, I was I was adding on to the joke. Oh, got of, it. Of it, right. Yeah. But, but do, you, do you have any recollection of this? Uh, oh, I remember seeing barrel jumping. It's one of the great obscure sports. 
it, men on ice skates yeah. would skate as fast as they can in a straight line and then jump, pull their legs up, and fly over as many mm-hmm. barrels, I guess empty barrels of beer or whiskey, lined up in a row. Yeah. And then when they didn't clear the last barrel, it was a yard sale wipeout. <laughs> right. Barrels flying, guys skates all over the yeah. place. I don't even remember these guys wearing helmets, so I don't know how, how they didn't get seriously hurt. But... <laughs> But, see, there, there was a period of time where that was your Saturday afternoon entertainment. If you wanted to watch sports, you watched Wide World of Sports, and and they took you to, to odd places. You had right. Demolition Derby. Do you, do you have any recollection of that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here's some yeah. black and white barrel yeah. jumping. And Lake Placid, I think, is where it took place. I mean, yeah. oh, jumping my over fucking God right there. Look at that. Yeah. Is he wearing a helmet? I can't even see. Helmets. Come on, they were smoking at the time. Yeah. There was no regard for health yeah. and safety. Yeah, no helmet. He just he just goes down, fortunately doesn't bash his head on the ice. <laughs> and 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 then and then you had cliff diving in the summertime. Oh, from yeah. I, I think they did that in the winter to like oh, right, right. you know, sake your appetite for yeah. warmer days. Right. Uh, let's go to cliff diving in Acapulco. Right. Keith Jackson did some of this and and then they do the uh, superstars cliff diving, barrel jumping, yeah. ski jumping. What other random shit? And they work in NASCAR. Didn't have like its own thing, so they were a part of it. And, oh, and they used to, and they used to go down to the pits. And and there was a, a reporter named Chris Economaki. Yes, but I always thought his first name was Chrissy. Because it was Chrissy Konamaki. And I, Chrissy. Thought, I thought, that's an odd name for a man. Chrissy. <laughs> exactly. All right, so what are you watching today besides barrel jumping on a Sunday? <laughs> well, Maryland's playing at 430 at uh, Michigan State. And that'll end their regular season. Yeah. Then they're in the uh, Big Ten tournament, which they'll probably be one and done. Yeah, but they, if they win this, I think they get a first-round bye. Oh, well, there you uh, go. Georgetown lost again last night. Oh, my God. They are they are winless in the Big East. They have – well, they, they're – Going to eleventh, their last. Has season. anyone been winless before? No, I don't. I don't. I, maybe I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think there has been, but nobody's had nineteen games in the conference. Okay, so this is the most losses without a win yeah. in league history, mm-hmm. and it's coming off an amazing Cinderella run to win the Big East tournament right. last year for Patrick Ewing, which is which is why they are apparently going to have Patrick Ewing back because off of that he got a contract extension according to reports. Oh my he came God. in in and took over for John Thompson the 3rd and many people didn't think that would happen but uh John Thompson the 2nd may he rest in peace apparently yeah. gave it his blessing for Patrick and and Ewing took over he got a 6-year deal. This is his 5th year. So you know, normally if they hadn't given him a, an extension, they just it's buy a, out the yeah, last year. Exit but, ramp. But I think it's an expensive buyout now because they've given him an extension. And so they've said he's coming back, and he said he wants to come back. That's tough. Yeah. Tough stuff. All right, Andy. Always good to have you in the van. Thank you for the Sunday morning. Your workout is done? Yep. Out of the way. It's uh, right, it. up, right up the street. They opened at 7, and, and uh, it's worked out very well. All right. Uh, I'm going to Arizona for a week, then going to Wisconsin. I guess we'll hook up by phone next week. How about that? That would be great. I, I follow your travels, and, uh, <laughs> and I follow them with envy. All right, buddy. We'll see you then. Girl, I'm leaving you tomorrow. And that will be a wrap for today. Thank you for downloading. This week, I'm in Arizona with my parents, who now winter out there. Now good for them. We will have the full complement of podcasts quality is going to be a little less than my standard but hopefully acceptable i hope you understand 
and enjoy. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Experience the power of 5G with T-Mobile. With faster 5G speeds nationwide, you can upload your favorite videos super fast or game on the go. Plus, T-Mobile has more 5G bars in more places, so you can stay connected to what matters most from almost anywhere. Switch to T-Mobile today, the leader in 5G. T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.